There are kids in this world who are different. Special. I think it's a hoverboard. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. Your other nature. Who wants a selfie with the Grim Reaper? There's a girl flying in the water. Find the treasure I She belongs to the world of the good. It's a broken locket, exactly like mine. Dog, run! TVM shows. Imagination Amplified. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Pennsylvania. This is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, legend calls her Deborah Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the flexibly iridescent mirror of truth and the popped surface tension of globuled lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. What? What? What'd you say? I can't hear you, Deborah. You can't hear? Is your input speaker functioning? I see your mouth moving, but I still can't hear you. I actually don't mind not hearing you. Lisa, Lisa, are those earplugs in your ears? Ugh, wait a minute. Let me just remove these from your- Hey! Hey, what are you doing? Get your hands away from my- There, you can hear me now, right? Ah, yes, I, uh- Oh, I can hear you now. Well, you had earplugs in your ears. Oh, right. Yep, 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 yep. I put them in last night before I went to sleep just in case I dreamt about going to a really loud music concert. Gotta protect the old ears, Deborah. Uh-huh. Well, after the show, we'll have to discuss how dreams work. But in the meantime, your listener question light is glowing. Oh, it is. How embarrassing. <laughs> but I should tell you, that's because I have a listener question to play. Oh, please play it, please. Okay. All right, here we go. Play. Hi, Lisa. I'm Armand. I'm nine years old, and I'm a Taekwondo second-degree green belt. I was wondering if robots can do martial arts. That's so weird you would ask that, Armand. Yeah, I am a martial artist. I really enjoy painting the likenesses of people named Marshall, like Penny Marshall, Thurgood Marshall, Marshall Field, all those greats. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Lisa. Armand wants to know if robots practice the martial arts like Taekwondo or Aikido or karate, the art of combat and self-defense. Oh, that kind of martial arts. Yeah. The boring kind. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Armand, uh, many robots are, in fact, programmed to engage in self-defense, but we don't refer to that as martial arts. We are programmed for defensive combat training. Oh, I see what you did there. Combat instead of combat. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're interested in purchasing any of my Marshall portraits, I'm thinking about setting up an Etsy page. Ooh, I might like that Penny Marshall painting. Do let me know when that's up and running. Will do. It's up. Oh, it's sold out. Sorry, Deborah. Oh, oh no. That was fast. Yeah. Oh, well. I guess you snooze, you lose, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's shift from the martial arts to the fib-finding arts. Can you please remind our listeners how our fib-finding game works? Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope we already bought all these hats that say that. What are we lying about today? Deborah Goldstein. We are lying about bubbles, air wrapped in a thin surface film. And we're going to learn all about bubbles along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves to climb, Lena Williams! Hello, Lena. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. You like to climb? Do you like to climb on furniture or on trees? Tell us about your climbing. I climb on my dome outside. It's like eight feet tall. (gasps) I also like climbing on the tree where my tree house is. Wow. Did that come with your house or did somebody build that for you? My dad built it. (gasps) He built you a tree house. So there's no ladder to go up to the tree house. You have to climb the tree. There's a ladder, but then on the other side, it's just a balcony. And I climb up the tree over the railings of the balcony. Oh my gosh, you never get nervous about climbing so high? Nope. (laughs) Excellent. Would you like to maybe do some rock climbing? I used to do rock climbing. Probably going to start it up again. Excellent. I love it. All right, well, fascinating stuff, but we want to learn some more fun facts about you, Lena. We are going to do that playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. You, Lena, are going to tell us two truths and one lie but we won't know which is which, and we'll have to use some critical thinking and maybe a bit of guesswork to sort fact from fiction. So, Lena, in no particular order, please tell us your two truths and one lie. I have a pet corn snake. I have been to six countries, and I was born in a car on the way to the hospital. Wow. These are all very intriguing statements, and I I want them all to be true. Don't you, Lisa? I want them all to be true. Which one is not? Well, one, we all remember that hit song, Born in a Car on the Way to the Hospital. (laughs) Born in a car on the way to the hospital. (laughs) Wish my car was a hospital. Then I'd be in the hospital already. (laughs) So that one's probably true because of that hit song. Mm. And then you have to think, if she has a corn snake, right? Corn snake, you gotta you gotta feed it food if you want it to keep being a corn snake. And if you're gonna feed it, it seems very hard to go to six different countries because then you're gonna have to go through the airport and all that just to give a mouse to a corn snake. So I feel like she was born in a car. She has a corn snake. Uh-huh. She's been to some countries maybe, but that one's a lie. The country one. Thank you. I'll <laughs> take my comments <laughs> offline. <laughs> okay. Well, let it find out if that logic is true. Lena, can you tell us which of those statements is actually a lie? I was not born in a car on the way to the (gasps) hospital. My sister was. 
Oh. <gasps> wow. Your sister was born in the car on the way to the hospital. So exciting. I bet she doesn't remember much about that day, however. On the freeway, going 60 miles per hour, and they didn't pull over. <laughs> they went right to the hospital. I would probably do the same because I wouldn't know what to do. Wow, that is exciting. But she's all right and everybody's fine, right? Yeah, she is a doctor who used to deliver babies, so. Your sister? No, not my sister. My mom. Oh. Oh, your mom. Oh, so she used to deliver babies, so she knew exactly what to do. She just had to talk to herself, right? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's lucky that she knew what was going on there, and she probably wasn't too concerned about it. Phew. But that does mean that you have a pet corn snake whose name is what? His name is Squiggles. Squiggles. Love it. What's up, Squiggles? Yeah, shout out. Can Squiggles do any tricks, or is there anything interesting about Squiggles that you'd like to share? Eh, he's just a regular corn snake. I'm just a regular corn snake. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And you have been to six countries. Would you be able to list all six? Guatemala. Oh. Germany. Uh Uh-huh. Switzerland. Netherlands. Austria. And Lichtenstein, or however you pronounce that name. That's how we pronounce it now. I love it. Well, you've done a very good job of fibbing. You fooled Lisa, and perhaps that means that nobody will be able to fool you. So let's get to the bottom of bubble mania. Do you know much about bubbles, Lena? Not much factual information, but... Yeah, me neither. I guess we'll find out together with our bubble experts. Lisa, can we get some music for our bubble experts? Bubble, 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 not much rhymes with bubble. Trouble. Oh, sorry. Bubble, 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 bubble. (laughs) If you spill your bubbles, you could be in trouble, but nothing else rhymes with bubble. Hubble, the Hubble Space Station. Oh, bubble, 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 bubble. If you spill your bubbles on the Hubble, you'll be in trouble. Come on in. That's the last of the song I'm doing. Okay, but there's also stubble. You gotta shave, okay? (laughs) Our first expert is Meadow Perry. Meadow, please introduce yourself to Lena. Hi, Lena. I'm Meadow Perry. I am a bubble magician. I perform bubble artistry, and I do all kinds of amazing tricks with bubbles. Thank you very much. Let's meet our second expert, Chris Kingsley. Chris, please introduce yourself to Lena. Yeah, my name is Chris Kingsley. I work as a geologist in London at the Wayman Center studying atmospheric gases. Thank you very much. (laughs) Drop it like it's hot. Tell us about the pop music you're playing, Lisa. These are the popular notes of hot seat time. Yes, it's hot seat time, and that's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Lena's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Katy Perry, because baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you're worth. Okay, but that's actually Meadow Perry. Her name is not Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh... Wow, I told all my friends I was going to get an autograph. Okay, Uh, well, she'll be good. Meadow, you can go first. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Lena, what is your first question for Meadow? What is a typical day at your job? 
Well, today I am preparing for a performance, so I'll be making a big, giant batch of bubble brew for tonight's performance, but I typically will load up all my utensils, all my tools, and of course, my bubbles to go to a performance. And then tonight I will be doing my performance, making different bubble sculptures and pushing bubbles really to the limits of what they can go to. Exciting. All right, Lena, what is your next question and who should answer it? This one's for Chris. What is something most people don't know about bubbles? Well, I guess for me, one of the things most people don't know is that bubbles, even when they're floating up, are still falling. So a lot of people don't understand that just because you formed a bubble and it's going up, it's still being acted upon by gravity. So what's happening is the gases on the inside, the lighter gases, are rushing to the surface of the bubble, pushing it up, while the heavier gases are falling to the bottom of the bubble. And as soon as the lighter gases expel themselves, the bubble's going to come back down. But the bubble is technically always falling. Thank you very much. I did not know that about bubbles. We are on to the next question. What might it be, Lena? Okay, this one's for Chris. What is your favorite place to blow bubbles? Oh, Lena, you've caught me out here. You know, I spend all day long blowing bubbles at work. So I really, I guess that would have to be my favorite place to build bubbles. So you're outside then, right, Chris? You're outside when you're blowing the bubbles? Correct. And in any weather? Not in any weather. It's got to be a clear day, minimal wind, can't be raining. So I guess the upside is if it is raining or it is windy, I can just call off work. That's nice. <laughs> Very good. This question is for Meadow. What do your bubble sculptures look like? Well, probably the easiest to explain is the cube bubble. So, you know, a cube has six sides. If you create six bubbles all together... In the middle, it'll create a cube shape. And what I do is I fill that with smoke or fog so that it's more visible. But some examples of some other sculptures, I make a smoke tornado inside a bubble. I also make what we call the carousel, which was invented by Tom Noddy, the original bubble guy. It's basically two bubbles on top of each other with a ring of bubbles around the middle. And then you can blow on it and it goes in a circle like a carousel. So there's all kinds of really cool bubble sculptures that you can create. And when you introduce smoke or fog into them and also helium, you can make them do some really cool things. Fascinating. Thank you very much. Okay, this one's for Meadow. Are the bubbles that you buy in the store different from the ones that you make at home? If so, what are the differences? They are very different. Bubbles that you can buy in a store are what I call a lighter mix. Different bubbles can be heavier and lighter depending on their ingredients. And for something like what I do with bubble sculptures and making giant bubbles, I put a little extra magic into my bubbles. And I have multiple different recipes depending on what I want the bubbles to do. So if I want to create some really intricate sculptures, I need kind of a medium to light mixture, but that store-bought mixture is gonna be too light and it's gonna pop too easily for what I need it to do. When I'm doing giant bubbles or when I'm doing what I call the bubble wall, which is a giant soap film that I perform with, I need a heavier mixture, more self-healing and more sticking together kind of bubble solution. So there's a lot of differences depending on what you want them to do and what ingredients you put in them. Hmm, who knew? Okay, thank you very much for your fantastic questions.
If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Lena will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you'll have to think fast during this super carbonated round. All right. Lena, let's start with Meadow. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. How many soap molecules are in a bubble wall? Three. What does light interference do to bubbles? It makes colors. Do bubbles float higher on colder days or warmer days? Warmer days. What force causes bubbles to form spheres? Surface tension. Jedi force. Fact or fib? Bubbles can fly. Fib, they can float. What is the record for the most bubbles blown inside another bubble? 783. How many artists are members of the Association of International Bubble Artists? 110 worldwide. Which colors might we see through the thick skin of the bubble? Blues and purples. In what play can we find the famous line, Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble? Macbeth. Why don't bubbles exist in space? Because it's a vacuum. Name a state in the United States where people call drinking fountain a bubbler. I don't know that one. (laughs) And time. Time, time, time. Excellent. All right, Lisa, can you please reset the timer? Yes, I will do it. I did it. It's done. 
Thank you so much. All right, Lena, you can now ask Chris your shorts on fire questions now. How many bottles of bubbles are sold each year? Over 200 million. Where was bubble tea first made? India. Name a gas molecule that you can find inside a bubble. Nitrogen. Which cleaning supply company first bottled bubbles solution to sell for recreation in the 1940s? Procter and Gamble. What do bubbles need to be stronger and last longer? Hemectant. What causes the swirls of color we see on the surface of bubbles? The flow of water on the inside. They do it with computers and post. They do not. Fact or fib? We can hold bubbles in our bare hands without popping them. Oh, that's a fact. I do that. What is the record for surrounding the highest number of people inside of a bubble? 150. Zero. (laughs) What was the name of the first bubblegum ever created in 1928? Double bubble. Which scientific terms are used to describe bubbles that both love water and want to get away from water? Hydrophilic and hydrophobic. And that is time. That's the time. Whoo, good job. Thank you. All I did was stop the timer. Yes, that is all you did. But Lena did an excellent job of asking those very tough questions and experts well done answering them. It's decision time. Lena must remain reflective as she considers all that she's heard today. Lena, who is our big bubble fibber? I think it's Meadow. (gasps) Why do you think Meadow is our fibber? When she said bubble sculptures and that like six bubbles create a cube, like I don't think that's true because I've put bubbles together before and like they've never formed any shapes inside. Good point. I like using experience, using observation, using a little bit of logic there. Let's see if that serves you well. Will the actual bubble expert please say, I am the bubble expert? I am the bubble expert. Oh, how could that be? We'll get to the bottom of it, but that is correct. Meadow Perry is a world-renowned bubble artist and magician. She takes the rules of bubbles outside the box and combines bubble artistry with traditional magic tricks to create a -a one-of-a-kind show. As a bubble expert, she is a member of the Association of International Bubble Artists, and she'll be making her national television debut on the CW's Master of Illusion. So exciting. We need to get to the bottom of some of these facts, Meadow, because there's a little bit of confusion. So, Meadow, which lies did you hear from our bubble-headed friend, Chris? Oh, goodness. Well, one of them, which isn't actually a lie, but he may not have the most up-to-date information, (laughs) the record for the number of people that fit inside a bubble— That record was actually shattered in 2018. (gasps) It is not 150. It is now 417, which was broken by Jacob Bocinek in Poland in January of 2018. Inside of a bubble? Yes. How big can bubbles get? They can get really big. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. (laughs) How big did this bubble have to be? I don't know exactly how big that bubble was, but my good friend, Louis Pearl, does hold the record for the largest bubble, free-floating, outside in the air, and that was 3,399 cubic feet, which is really, really big. 
you could probably fit an elephant inside. Oh my god. Oh, I have an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What else did you hear? Any other lies that you heard, Veto? When Chris was talking about having bubbles outside, yes, bubbles are more challenging outside, but you can actually do bubbles in a light drizzle of rain because Remember, bubbles are hydrophilic and hydrophobic, so they kind of love water. And having that moisture in the air actually helps them a little bit, and they'll live for longer. Whereas when it's a very sunny and hot day, it sort of evaporates that water on the inside, and they pop a lot easier. And then also the wind, you can make a lot of bubbles if it's super windy. If you have smaller wands, Mm. you might have more trouble making the bigger bubbles, but There's always some kind of bubble fun to be had, no matter what the weather is. That's good to know. So you need to get out of the office more, Chris. What about creating a cube inside bubbles? Are you telling us that this is actually doable? Yes, and it's really funny because I often tell people when they say, well, what is bubble magic or what is bubble artistry? I tell them, it's really hard to explain. It's better if you see it, Mm. (laughs) which we're on a podcast. So (laughs) when you make the cube bubble, it is six bubbles put together. So if you have two bubbles stacked one on top of the other, and then you sort of make four bubbles around that middle, it does create a cube shape right in the center. Wow. Fascinating. I love it. Well, let's give Chris an opportunity to tell us about his lies. Chris, tell us about all the ways you tried to burst our bubbles. Right. So I'm pretty sure I was completely making up the fact that bubbles are always falling. Mm. You said where are bubble teas first made? I said India. It's Taiwan. That's correct. In the 1980s, Liu Hanchia, inspired by iced coffee in Japan, started experimenting with teas and created bubble tea. You also asked me which cleaning supply company first bottled bubble solution. I said Procter & Gamble, just because that was a big American one. But actually it was Chemtoy. And for everybody's edification here, the states in which you can find people calling a drinking fountain a bubbler would be either Rhode Island or the eastern part of Wisconsin. Oh. I know. Fascinating. All right. Well, in the name of full transparency, we're at the end of our show. We're bubbling over with gratitude for our contestant, Lena. Thank you to our expert and liar, Meadow and Chris. And thanks to Lisa for the best sounds in the potosphere. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where fibbers can't succeed while we're climbing the lather of truth. Bye! Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib, or you know what? You can send me questions for me to answer on the show. And you can follow us on social media, the Big Fib Podcast, for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, me and this elephant are going to soar up into the sky in this bubble. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, my gosh, you guys are so small down there. Oh, no, a bird. A bird's going to pop the bubble down. That's me. It's starting. GZM shows imagination amplified. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. 
I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.